Hi everyone, welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about abundance, but it's not the kind of abundance you think of when you think of abundance, because we always think of money and finances and stuff like that. There's an actual definition that fits with the laws of the universe, and Joshua explains this new definition of abundance. Once you get this idea of what abundance truly is, it's going to make everything uh, so much easier, make so much more sense. So I think you'll really enjoy this one. I don't want to give it away. So just listen to this episode and you'll get it right away. Before we begin, uh, we have a new Ascension Experience group starting on Monday, which will probably be tomorrow for everyone. So check that out. Go to theteachingsofjoshua.com, click on the Ascension Experience, and you can look at the courses that are going on then. Uh, everyone's going through all different courses at the same time, but we meet together as a group. And there's four calls a week and all kinds of great stuff like that. And if you'd like to talk to me about the whole Ascension experience and what that is and which course is right for you, uh, give me a, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Anytime in the next week is fine. You'll have enough time. Once you're in a course, you can take it over as many times as you like. So it doesn't matter if you start a couple days late. Also, every course is guaranteed. So push past your fear and give me uh, an email and we'll get together for a chat or just sign up right there. And there's a $50 discount if you do that too. Also, the new uh, audiobook for A Perception of Reality is out. That's also on the website and it's uh, fantastic. It's narrated by Jackie Seiden. It's unbelievable. So you can get that there. And of course, there's three free meditations on the website as well. So take a look at that as too. So without any further ado, let's get started. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Hi Joshua. Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. So your definition of abundance is getting everything you want when you want it. And we would say that definition is pretty much based in fear. It's not accurate. And it is actually the thing that causes you to create what you do not want, to create what you think you want, or try to effort and struggle your way to creating something that you have in your mind, some ideals, some outcome that you want. And this is the main stumbling block in the creation process. Abundance is defined as getting everything you need when it, you need it to do whatever you need to do on your journey of self-discovery. So you're here on a journey of self-discovery, and as long as you're going along with the flow of that journey of self-discovery, not offering too much resistance, allowing yourself to be moved by inspiration and to have experiences that are expansive and expanding in joy as you intended prior to your birth, then the universe will provide you with every single thing you need when you need it to go on that journey of self-discovery. But that might conflict a bit with what you think you want. Now, everything you think you want is based in lack. You lack a million dollars, you'd like to have a million dollars. Once you get a million dollars, you no longer lack the million dollars, and therefore the desire for the million dollars is gone. You might desire for $2 million or something else, but what you think you want out of achieving that money or achieving that health or achieving that relationship is you want the feelings that would be associated with those manifestations of the things you think you want. But if you don't feel it now, the universe will bring you on a journey so that you could understand that all those things exist within you now. Simply your perception of reality is a little bit off. And if you could alter your perception of reality to realize that you have full abundance, full freedom, you have everything that you need, you have all the talents and attributes, you have all the skills, you have every single thing, all the people in your life, every single thing you need for this journey of self-discovery. This journey of self-discovery is an ongoing eternal process of expansion. It's expanding your awareness. It's expanding the information that you have. And so to expand the information you have, you have to look at what you do not like. Why do you not like the things you think you don't like? Why do you think things are wrong or bad? 
It's because you lack the information. If you had the information, you would not think they're wrong or bad. Because you don't have the information, this causes fear to be triggered when your limiting beliefs come across some event, some event that makes you feel, from your perspective, that event makes you feel negative emotion. Of course, that's not true. What's really happening is you are choosing a perception of reality that's inaccurate, and your inner self is sending you a message in the form of negative emotion to let you know that where your perception lies is flawed. It's flawed because you don't have the information. If you had the information, it wouldn't be flawed and you wouldn't feel negative emotion. So therefore, you're on this journey to collect information that would allow you to perceive yourself as you truly are. That's the journey of self-discovery. Who are you truly? You are love. You are nothing more or less than love. That's all you are. Are you acting in love? Not all the time. Why not? Because you lack information. You don't fully know that you're love, but you're moving along that journey to discover that in this physical reality, you are the version of you that exists in the non-physical the magnificent, eternal, limitless you that exists in the non-physical, your inner self is you in this physical reality. Now, you forgot that. Why? Because you wouldn't have a journey if you knew that. So it's this eternal journey of coming to understand that. And on that journey, inherent in that journey, inherent in the system of physical reality is everything you need when you need it to discover more and more and more about who you are. We call that your inspired path. If you're on your inspired path, you'll receive inspiration. If you act on that inspiration, you'll be led another step on your inspired path to discover who you truly are. But if you're distracted by what you think you want or what you think you lack or what you fear, well, then you're going to be off on a tangent exploring the inauthentic version of you. That's fine as well, because you'll face manifestation events designed to point out the fact that you have these limiting beliefs, point out the fact that you're not on your inspired path. Point out the fact that your effort and struggle and distress and dissatisfaction and suffering is not part of that journey as you intended, because you intended to expand in joy. Okay, good. Why do you think something's bad? Because you don't have enough information. The information will be revealed to you when you act on inspiration. However, if your acting urges to change or control the conditions... You're acting as if your perception of reality is accurate. And since it isn't accurate, it can't bring you anything you truly want. Now, most humans have to explore this inauthentic version of themselves until they get to the point where they realize this isn't working. I'm not feeling satisfied. I'm not feeling joy. I'm not actually getting any satisfaction or anything I really want out of this experience. I might need to think things in a different way. I might need to think of myself differently. And once they think of themselves differently, then they turn into a new direction or turn their cheek in a new way to now focus on what they're inspired to do, what they're passionate about, what they're interested in, what they're excited about. You've had a bunch of programming in your life. You've gone through a standardized educational system. You live in a society with a lot of rules and mores and taboos of what's good or bad. And these things create this system of conformity. Since you're unique, unique to all the world, unique to history, unique to the future, no one has ever, ever, ever lived any life even remotely similar to yours. Now that uniqueness is also inherent in physical reality because physical reality is designed for the do. Let's throw a bunch of things in here 
Let's mix it up. And out of that comes something new. If you look at your life, you'll realize that everything you've gone through has led you to create desires. And those desires, once manifested, have caused you to have experiences that were new. Now, for most of the population living in fear, they're chasing the carrot on the end of the stick. They're trying to make things happen. But this is also expansive because by holding on to this desire, this thing to solve their problem of lack, they will push past fear and they will take some action. That action itself is expansive, except that when it is created out of fear, it is a action that will lead to more experiences of dissatisfaction, doubt, worry, trauma, suffering, all these things. Imagine now if you could act only on inspiration, what would the new things come out of that? Well, any inspired thought is designed to lead you further on your journey of self-discovery. So all these new creations created from simply inspiration without any attachment to old desires, preferences, outcomes, or ideals would lead to something you can't even imagine, something beyond anything you could imagine. Every single wonderful, spectacular, world-changing invention, every book, every movie, every play, every song that's come from inspiration has done just this, not just for the individual who created it, but for the masses as well. Because everything designed from inspiration not only leads you further on your journey of self-discovery, but is also there as a beacon or a roadmark designed to allow everyone else, when they're ready, when they reach a vibrational match to that, to come to new levels of self-discovery themselves. So by acting on inspiration yourself, you're not just doing it for you, you're doing it for the mass consciousness of this planet. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I have a question. Rashna. So this Friday evening, I'm throwing a birthday party for my mom's uh, 71st birthday. And um, I just, uh, I kind of have the opposite question of Katie, who was an invitee. In this case, I'm a host. And um, I just want everyone to have a good time and laugh and feel free. And what happened was like, I was, um, I got, I was focusing on decorations, catering, cleaning my house, making it beautiful until I realized my focus got completely derailed. I went from my mother to myself and how can I impress my guests? And so once I realized that, thanks to a comment by a sales lady, um, I shifted back to my mother. But this is not just about my mother. It's also about her friends who are coming. So, and I just want, I want it to go well and for everyone to, ha to have a good time. So what, what should I do? Would that be an outcome that you're attached to? For instance... If you said, I will be happy when everyone has a good time, leaves the party, enjoy, and it was a wonderful event. But if it's not, if it's not that, if some people aren't in joy, then I will not be happy. And so we say, well, when you're attached to an outcome like that, then that is based in fear. You want something that you think you want, not what you truly want. What would you truly want? You'd want everyone to gather 
and then just experience that gathering from their own unique perspective. Some will have a good time. Some will have manifestation events. It's all good. Some will learn new things about each other. Some will connect more deeply. Some will get in arguments and separate. They will do what they need to do. And out of that gathering that you've organized, people will come to a new perspective, wherever that is. And maybe new desires are birthed or new inspiration comes in or whatever it is. When you set an intention, you might say the intention, my intention here is to provide a space where people can gather and they can enjoy themselves if they choose to. If they don't choose to, there's nothing I can do about that. I'm not the creator of anyone else's reality. All I'm doing is setting an intention, a love-based intention of joy. If on someone's journey of self-discovery, they encounter a manifestation event that might expose a limiting belief, which they could then process themselves and come to a newer level of awareness about who they are, that's a good thing. So if someone has a manifestation event out of something, that's a good thing. And if someone has a wonderful conversation with someone else or meets someone new, that's a good thing. If you can broaden your perception or your definition of a wonderful outcome to include anything that may happen in a space that you created out of love, and then let what happens happen. Let the universe play its part. You see, you're inspired to have this party. You're inspired to invite whoever you invite. Those who show up come together for a expansive experience. Sometimes they expand in manifestation events. Sometimes they expand to joy. That part's not up to you. All you're doing is getting yourself out of the equation. I'm creating a space for others to gather for the experience, whatever that experience will be. My intention is that I will have joy. My intention is that others will have joy, but I have no control over any of it. It's all up to the individual and how they experience it. And the universe is setting this all up perfectly. So some people may be inspired to come. Some people may be in fear of coming and somehow get out of it. The weather may cooperate or the weather may not cooperate. The caterer may cooperate or not cooperate. But if you open yourself up to everything that works out is how it's supposed to work out because the universe makes no mistakes. You are just facilitating the experience for everyone else. You are allowing this experience to occur. And so when you can get yourself out of it, which you did by realizing you don't need anyone to approve of you, you don't need anyone to think you're a good party organizer. You're not a professional party organizer. You're doing what you're inspired to do. You're spending what you're inspired to spend. You're ordering what foods you think people might like, but that's the extent of it. You don't need to worry about how you're judged about it because people from your perception think that how it's catered, how it looks, how it's decorated, what time it is, how the weather means something about you. And of course, you know, it does not. Now, if you take this higher perspective of it, you will ensure your joy because you cannot fail. There's no possibility of failure. You can't make a wrong decision. It doesn't matter if you get this food or that food or this decoration or that decoration. It doesn't matter. Your intention is to create a space of joy. And when you receive the inspiration, let's order that and let's decorate this way, then you can trust that inspiration. When you release your attachment to the outcome, it doesn't have to 
go the way you think it has to go. The universe will sort it out. And if you realize that everyone is having experience that they need, not that you want, but what they need, then you can remain in joy throughout the entire process. And if the caterer doesn't show up, then you'll figure something out and it'll be even more fun. And if the decorations fall off the wall, it doesn't matter. People will just laugh at how it all fell off the wall. When you take the, the lower vibrational energy of needing a specific outcome out of this equation, then what is left is pure joy. And that's your intention. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question, Joshua. Absolutely. Barbara. So um, I have a question about the people that show up in my life, especially lately. There's seemingly random people contacting me out of blue. I don't see any pattern. And until I did this work with you, I used to hide myself. You never really saw myself, but now I'm trying to be more authentic. And just a slew of random people are showing up. Now, is everyone that shows up part of my inspired path or are there truly just some random things as well? No luck, nothing's random, no coincidences. Everything is a perfect reflection of the vibration you're offering. A person shows up, are they interesting? Are they fun? Are they attractive? Are they happy? That's a perfect reflection of the vibration you're offering. Are they grumpy? Are they crazy? Are they having problems? That's a perfect reflection of the vibration you're offering. Now, nothing's wrong with either one or right with either one. You may say, oh, I'd like a whole bunch of really nice, fun people to join me, but I don't want anyone who has any issues. I don't want anyone who has problems. I don't want anyone who's lower vibrational. This is trying to control your conditions because you're still believing, we're not saying that you are, but one who would want certain types of people to show up is still believing that the other people can create their reality or cause them to feel something they don't want to feel. And of course, the outside conditions and people have no possibility of making you feel anything. It's always a choice. So Gary has mostly wonderful, exciting, interesting, attractive, fun people in his life. But then there's one that has a little problem over here, one that has a little issue over here, one's a little annoying over here. And so what he's doing, instead of pushing them away, he's thinking about how can I engage with this person from a higher vibrational stance of love and acceptance? Doesn't mean I have to engage, doesn't mean he has to offer any advice or any of this, but maybe just support or acceptance to the best of his abilities. Those people can't be there accidentally. They cannot be there. He may not want them there because he still gets triggered by them, but he understands now, at least from an intellectual point, that there's some reason they're there. They can't be there by accident. And so he'll notice when his friend's son, who is going through an issue, is just being honorary and lazy and these things. And he's, he can feel himself think, he should be different than he is. Now that he knows that this person is going through their experience and they can't be in his reality without something non-physical going on, some connection there. 
Another thing he understands is every single person he knows in physical reality, he knows eternally in the non-physical. So this person's come down to play their role, to learn what they need to learn, to experience physical reality in a way that they want to learn it or experience it. But they can't be in his physical presence, who he is, without wanting to see an example of alignment. So someone's way out of alignment over here. And from a limited perspective, you would think this person is going to bring me out of alignment, but it's strengthening his practice of alignment. It's easy to be in alignment with super nice people and fun people and doing great things and people are doing well. How about being in alignment around people who are honorary, moody, upset, in fear themselves? So he's realizing he gets to have these examples of people that are related to him through great friendships and great love. And he doesn't have to pretend that they're not important people, that you can just discard them, ignore them. He knows that there's something going on there. So this is a great practice for him to just be in alignment around these people. Try not to change or control them. But generally, when you raise your vibration, you're surrounded by people at that vibration. As you raise your vibration even higher and higher, more people come in. Now, in your case, wanting historically to hide out, these new people are drawing you out. Okay. And this might be uncomfortable at first. Let's say this new person comes into your life. You know their name. You have a conversation. You think they're a stranger. You think they're just a random person who's shown up. But you have to know that in the non-physical, you know them eternally. In the non-physical, they're one of your best friends. They're part of your family. In the physical, it seems like, ah, someone knew. I could ignore them or not. Doesn't matter. They leave. Doesn't matter. What you want to do to every single human being in your reality is endeavor to connect more deeply. Okay. From a place of fear, what you want to do is disconnect, keep them away. This is what most humans are doing. They're keeping everyone at arm's length. But if it's someone important in their lives, then they're trying to control them or change them to make themselves feel better because they're so emotionally involved in that person, thinking that person is meaningful in their life. You are the creator of your reality. You are creating this reality. You raise your vibration to this level. You're creating all the new people coming in. They're coming in for the purpose of drawing you out and allowing you to connect more deeply, even though you might have a fear of rejection or failure or loss of some form. So we say lean into all these. Just lean into them. Just connect, connect, connect. Just think about what you're inspired to do and then think about the fear the fear of connecting, the fear of inviting them over, the fear of going out to lunch, the fear of having a conversation, the fear of writing a long email, whatever it is. Think about the fear that's popping up and say, I can push past that fear. That fear is irrational. What I want to do is connect and connect and connect. I am not afraid of people anymore. I'm not afraid of losing them. I'm not afraid of rejection. I'm not afraid of them finding out something about me that they may not like. I don't need to be inauthentic anymore. I can tell them what I'm interested in. I can tell them about these teachings. I can tell them about my empathic abilities that are coming online. I can use my empathic abilities with them to support them in some way. And I'm going to start seeing myself as, hold on here. I'm drawing them in. I raise my vibration 
there's this powerful energy of love that's overflowing. They are being attracted to the love that's overflowing. I used to think that I needed love from them. Now I realize that they can't give me that love because that love comes from source through me, overflowing from me, and they're attracted for that reason. Thank you so much. That really helps. Thank you. Excellent. I have a question, Joshua. Yes. Tammy. Hi. In the freedom section, we have several exercises where we're practicing our empathy. I did the first exercise and it was a guy working on my house. He was just thinking random thoughts. It was like, I'm on my phone. My neighbor was shouting. He never heard it. And I did get some messages or thoughts he was thinking. And then I, but I had some resistance. So I decided I would do it again. And I went in the grocery store and there was a person there and he was sick. He was shaking, but he was in front of me and I tuned into him. And what I got was he wanted to let me in front of him and be a gentleman, but he was too sick. He was in pain. I believe it was his back. So all of these exercises and I do have some resistance to tapping into people like that, but I just sent them love. So would you talk about empathy and what do you mean by that? What we mean by empathic ability is this non-physical sense that's natural to all of you when you move out of fear and into a higher vibration of love. In fear, empathic abilities would not serve you. It would not serve you to be able to perceive the thoughts of another person or the feelings of another person. When you're uneasy about your own feelings and your own thoughts, you will doubt the feelings and thoughts that come from someone else. You will tap into someone else and think those are your own feelings, your own thoughts. So therefore, empathic abilities don't come online strongly until you've raised your vibration, you understand who you are, you're feeling good, you understand where your feelings are coming from, you understand where your thoughts are coming from, you've done enough meditation, you've done enough work to see yourself from this higher perspective. From the higher perspective, you understand that whatever you use your empathic abilities upon, they have no power to create in your reality. So the fear there will be will succumb. Because if you are able to telepathically perceive the thoughts of another person, you will just realize, well, that's their thoughts and they're in fear. But Look at the gentleman that was in front of you in line. He wanted to let you go in front based in love. And you understand that, yeah, he wanted to be a gentleman, but he just couldn't because of the pain that he was in. And isn't that a wonderful way to think of a person instead of saying, why doesn't this guy let me in line? Which is what someone in fear might think, you see. Now, you'll never get inspired to telepathically communicate with someone who isn't ready to communicate or wouldn't serve you in some way. If you're doing it because, oh, I should figure out what this person's thinking so that I can get an advantage of them somehow, that'll never work. You'll be blocked from that. It's only from this position of love. And in love, you'll understand where all the thoughts are coming from. You'll understand why you're inspired, why you suddenly notice that person over there. So you have these set of empathic abilities, the ability to heal, the ability to send love, the ability to feel someone's feelings, if that's appropriate, hear someone's thoughts, if that's appropriate. All these things start coming online. Of course, in some areas, you'll have just like your physical senses, they'll be more highly tuned and others will be less so. 
they're all based on your personal journey of self-discovery. Here you are coming to see yourself as this being of love, this absolute being of love. You're noticing that other people are starting to see you as this being of love. But if you don't know yourself as this being of love, other people can't see you as this being of love. So everything works from your perception first, your perspective of yourself. Your vibration is the communication of how you see yourself in your reality expressed to the universe. And from that, inspiration comes and a reality forms around that. Now, the inspiration that comes will move you higher and higher and higher to other levels of awareness, other levels of consciousness, other levels of vibration. No rush to get anywhere higher, but it's the inspiration that's coming to you today, whether that comes from the Ascension experience in the form of plots or assignments, or comes from you, or comes from another person who shares an idea with you, all these are meant to lead you on your inspired path to higher and higher levels. There's nothing to be afraid of in any of this. You will never get anything you're not ready for. It'll always be perfect in every time. We presented the possibility that you could telepathically communicate with someone else. And some of you tried that and some of you didn't. Those of you who tried it realized that this is something that you could do. Maybe you didn't believe it, but somewhere in you, you thought this might be something. Your belief system was open enough that you thought that this is possible. In the future, when this is taught to children in schools, everyone will be doing it. But does that mean they're going to be getting secrets from people? Of course not. It's just like communicating verbally. You ask a question, and if the person's ready to answer the question, they'll answer it. You're not finding out any deep, dark secrets. There's nothing malicious going on there. It's all based in love because your vibration is up here. It serves the people as well. Think about what happens when you are inspired to think about what the person in front of you is thinking. The thought you get is they want you to go in front of them, but they can't because they're in pain. Think about how you feel as you realize this. Oh, how nice. He wanted me to go in front of him. He's such a gentleman. Oh, he's just in pain right now. I can see what he's going through. Empathy. Empathy. You now create this connection with this person. Before, you might not have even noticed them. Or you might have thought, why is he laying me in line? Or he's not much of a gentleman. Or why is he hunched over like that? Or how come he can't walk? Or why is he in a wheelchair? Now you have this information that you didn't have before because you were able to reach this higher level, receive the inspiration, push past the fear, and actually communicate. This is always leading to more of what you want, always to more of what you want. And the sky's the limit with this. It's all going to bring you deeper connection and more love. Thank you. Does that make sense? It does. Excellent. You want to add anything onto that? I just sense that I had a resistant to doing it with strangers because I, I do it with people I love. I don't like some of the things that I hear, <laughs> but you know, I, I just feel like it's, it's a really good exercise and I will continue doing it, but I just, you know, the, we're supposed to define what these empathic abilities are, but just, I do it easily with people I care about but not with people I don't care about. Well, change your definition of who you care about. Everyone. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Who's, who's next? Joshua, I have a question. Jerry. So 
in the idea, the idea of neutrality and the idea of unconditional love, why is it, why is it easier to accept neutrality and unconditional love in, in certain relationships or certain approaches, my relationship with my family, my relationship with friends, and then my relationship with business or finances, I can do it in one area in which it feels amazing. And in the other area, there's so much fear when you figure out unconditional love, shouldn't it just go across all platforms? It seems like it's a plug and play and it doesn't work across all. You have a mental construct. That mental construct covers every area of your life. So think about a circle of light. In that circle of light, there are a hundred little light bulbs. Each light bulb represents one area of your life. In the area of your marriage is brightly lit. In the area of parenting is brightly lit. Relationships with children, brightly lit. In the area of finances, it's brightly lit. In the area of confidence, it's less so. In the area of this, it's less so. And those areas are just where information or your perception of reality is a little bit flawed. Information's missing, therefore your perception of reality is flawed. You say unconditional love should cover everything. And of course it would if you detach yourself from the condition. I'm confident about my finances as long as there's $10 million in the bank. That's a condition. I'm confident about my finances even though there's no money in the bank. That's unconditional. Separating yourself from the conditions allows you to live unconditionally. Why would you be attached to conditions? Because you're living in duality. You're not neutral. In duality, this much of my bank account is good. Less than that is bad. And more than that is better. Better, good, bad, worse. Conditional, dualistic. In neutrality, there is no better or worse. There is no good or bad. It's all perfect as it is. Now, you'll never attain neutrality because you'll always have limiting beliefs that once you've attracted will be with you eternally, yet you can soften them, soften them, soften them. Notice when you return to the non-physical though, those limiting beliefs don't carry on to the non-physical. Why not? Because you have all the information. Here, your perception of reality is based on where you were born, who your parents were, what society you grew up in, the schooling that you got, the program you got. All of these things have been attracted to you specifically for this journey of self-discovery. To create a perception of reality where the conditions either make you feel good or feel bad launches you on a trajectory where you're trying to change or control conditions in every minute of every day, a life based in fear fear control, realizing that sure, you can control some conditions, but it's not going to make you feel the way you thought you'd feel. You can manifest some things you think you want based in lack, but once you manifest them, it's not going to feel the way you thought it'd feel. Then you come to this conclusion that hold on here, there must be more going on in the system because I'm following the dogma of society, this idea of imperfection. Oh, if I know something's imperfect, then I can improve it. But if you believe in imperfection, you can never improve it to perfection because there will always be something more, something more, the carrot on the end of the stick. But this led you to this conversation now. Gary was speaking to someone who was very educated in spirituality, was very far along his spiritual journey, but was still in duality. 
oh yeah, well, things are getting better, but there are still problems out there in the world that needs to be solved. And no matter how good life gets, if you're in duality, there's always going to be things in your life that are working out well compared to things in life that aren't working out well. And that's a flawed perception. You come to this level of acceptance. Where I am is where I am. My perception of my confidence in the area of finances is flawed because I feel negative emotion when I think about this, or I feel some anxiety or regret or resentment. I'm not neutral. What does that mean? It means I don't have information yet. If I had all the information, then it would be unconditional. When I return to the non-physical, I will exist as an unconditional, connected, eternal being. So think about every aspect of physical reality. In a relationship, you may want to disconnect with somebody who betrays you because you think conditionally they created conditions you do not prefer. And the way to solve that feeling of betrayal is to exercise that person out of your reality. But what you want in the non-physical, what you, what you exist in, what you experience in the non-physical, is pure connection to everyone. Such connection that you can't really tell the difference between you and source or you and all that is. And you have no need to be separate from anyone else. You flow as a mass of energy in and out and in and out. You could stand separately for playing around purposes, but you are so connected to everyone, you feel as one. The overall sense of feeling in the non-physical is oneness. Physical reality is one way, one experience, and non-physical is another experience. What you are all moving towards is a closer experience in physical reality to the experience of non-physical more deeper connections in love with every other person on the planet. Everyone you know, everyone you don't know, the whole thing. More deeper connections with every aspect of your reality. Lighting up every one of those little bulbs. You have this area of your life that just doesn't seem to be working. Okay, that's good. That's where I am now. Do I need to change that light bulb? Do I need to go to the store? Do I need to buy a course? Do I need to read a book? How do I improve that? Well, there's one way to improve it and one way only. Understand that the way it is, is perfect now. And then inspiration will come that will lead you on expansive experiences that will fill in the missing information so that those limiting beliefs that cause you to perceive it as wrong or bad or less than or not good enough, that will be altered. Those limiting beliefs will be altered by the experience. These words, you may grasp some of them, but they're not really changing your belief system in those areas that you have resistance. In the areas where you have no resistance, you're getting it all. It makes perfect sense because you have a vibrational level of information there. But in the areas that you are resisting in, that information has to come through experience. And that experience comes when you receive inspiration in alignment saying, okay, we are where we are. This is just what it is. I can be accepting of this situation or allowing of this situation. It's fine. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to change it. It doesn't mean anything. I'm just going to let it lay where it is. 
And I know that in this state of neutrality or alignment, that I'm going to receive inspiration. Now, fear is going to pop up. It's not going to pop up in the areas of your children, your marriage. When you have inspiration to buy your wife a gift, there's no big fear there because you have all the information. When you have the inspiration to do something for your children, there's no fear popping up in that. You just go ahead and do it. But if there's an area of your life that's challenging from your perspective, that's where the fear pops up when you're inspired. So an inspiration that comes up with there's a lot of fear, that fear is directly related to the intensity of that area, that limiting beliefs in that area. You push past strong fear to take action, you get a lot of information. And this information, this information will transform, will alchemize those limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs. So all you have to do is think about how am I feeling overall? Can I accept where I am? Yes. Okay, great. What's the inspiration that's flowing to me? Is it flowing? Is it going to solve this problem? No, it's going to provide information for that problem. It's not going to solve anything. What's the fear like when this inspiration comes? Is it really strong? Good. Because if I can push past strong fear, I can get information that will alchemize those limiting beliefs. When those beliefs are changed, you will perceive that area of your life as it truly is, which is perfect. So the only thing is missing information from your current mental construct. When you're pushing past fear and acting on inspiration, you're going to get all the information you need. And that's how your reality and your vibration is changed, is altered. Thank you. The conditions themselves don't mean anything. They're just your perception of the conditions. So changing conditions, you think, oh, once I make all the conditions great, it'll be easy to be unconditional. That's not how this works. Once your perception of those conditions change, then it becomes easy to be unconditional. Change your perception of reality, not the reality itself. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question. Kimberly. I I don't know if I'm totally clear on it, but... I keep wondering about this concept of standing in your own authority. And I know you say that a lot as we become, you know, more knowing in our creator identity and, you know, just that kind of gets confusing with accepting and neutrality and kind of taking a stand on something or standing in your own authority. So I just want more. I want to know more about that. Who's the creator of your reality? Me. <laughs> Who's the authority over what you create? Me. You are the authority over your reality. Mm-hmm. No one else can create your reality. No one else knows why you're here, who you truly are, what you're here to explore, what you've chosen in this life, why you've chosen these things, the trajectory that you've created. No one knows it. Your parents think they know. Your friends think they know. Your mate thinks they know. No one knows. Your boss thinks they know. No one knows. Only you know. When they look at you and they want something from you to control you because maybe something that you're doing triggers a limiting belief in them, they want you to be different than you are, they're going to offer control in the form of advice, suggestions, telling you what to do, making rules, all these things. They don't know what you know. They haven't lived your life. They are not you. They don't have your inner self. There's no way they can know. All they're doing 
when they are trying to take your authority, whether that could be the leader of the country, the police officer, your neighbor, whenever you trigger some fear in them, they're going to react in fear and try to control you or give you advice or tell you what to do. You can experience this with every teacher you've had, every parent, every friend. You've always done something to trigger something in someone else when you acted in your authority. And so you learned not to do that. Don't be yourself. They're making you wrong for being yourself. They want you to believe that they know more about who you are and what you need than you do. They want you to conform, 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 become a consumer, go after these proper ideals in society, be this person who is the cog in the machine, and remove all uniqueness from you. Because that uniqueness will always trigger their fear. Now, there are certain things that you love that might trigger fear in others. There are certain things that you want that if you were to express them to people, they might reject you. So your authority is tied to your authenticity. Who you are authentically, the version of Kimberly that you chose from your non-physical infinite intelligent place. Mm -hmm. This is a representation of who you are in the non-physical. Your inner self is literally in you experiencing everything you're experiencing and would like to come out, would like to blend with you, to move in concert with you. So if you were able to give up all your fears, all your limiting beliefs, and just simply act on inspiration in the moment, you would exist as a blended being. That's all fine and well, but you're on this journey to come to this greater level of authenticity and self-sovereignty. No one possibly knows what's right for you, except your inner self. Now, your inner self is always communicating with you. Do you believe it? Do you hear it? Do you understand it? Do you get it? When you get this inspiration, you're saying, I could never do that. I can't do that. I don't have the time, the money, the talent, the education, the abilities. I can't do this thing I want to do. What if I lose? What if I get rejected? What if I fail? All that fear is preventing you from stepping into your own authority. And so in fear and doubt, what you tend to do is ask others for their advice or read articles or all these things that are not inspired. Do you really think, what do you, how do I look in this dress? How do I look at these glasses? How do you like my haircut? What color should I paint my house? What car should I get? Is this too far to drive to work? Should I really go to that party? Should I really call this person? Should I really do any of these things I'm inspired to do? The people you see who are living in fear are constantly asking others for their advice because they aren't standing in their authority. To get to your authority, you choose a higher perspective of yourself, a higher perception of reality. Once you choose a higher perception of reality, then your reality shifts to form around as a mirror, as a reflection to this higher perception of self. Once you stand in your authority, guess what? No one gives you advice. It's not possible. They never would. Guess what? If you trigger someone else and they feel fear and they come back at you, you don't react. You don't care. You understand that their limiting beliefs triggered some amount of fear. They dipped into the stream of consciousness of fear and they're acting on an urge to change the conditions and you happen to be the condition, but you don't care. 
That's good. They had a manifestation event. That's fine. You acted in your authority. You acted in alignment. You acted on inspiration. And if that triggers something in someone else, then that was part of this expansion to stay in your authority in the wake of someone else who's in fear. Once you get to that level, you realize, oh my God, they're all in fear. All of them, every single one of them. I'm like the only person I know not in fear. It's amazing. Now I don't care because they're just in fear. I don't care. They can't know who I am. I don't care because they can't give me love. All I can do is pour love from source through me onto them. Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. When you stand in your authority, you stand in your authenticity, and you stand in acceptance of other people who are in fear. All of you who are on this call now or listening at a later date, all of you who are going through the Ascension experience, are ascending to new levels of awareness, coming out of the fear yourselves and into more love and getting such clarity that you'll see everyone else in fear. And then you'll have empathy for them. You'll have empathy. You'll understand that they don't understand what you know, that they're going through this blind. But guess what? When you stand in your own authority, you become an example for them to follow. They don't have any examples. All their examples are people telling them what to do, asking for advice, trying to look outside themselves for the best decisions, perceiving that they make bad choices and wrong decisions that have led to the dissatisfaction in life. That's not the case at all. Their dissatisfaction in life is because they're not standing in their authority. They're not realizing who they truly are. They're not processing or even questioning their belief system or their mental construct. And they're just trying to eke out what they think they need out of their reality. They become self-fulfilled from outside conditions, from the spaces, spaces of lack. So they, they look at their conditions, they look at the people, and they say, I need this from that. I need this from you. I need that from you. You need to love me. You need to like me. You need to give me money. I will be transactional in my relationship with you. If you show me love, if you show me approval, if you show me acceptance, I will then accept you. They're trying to get back from their reality. What you're doing, standing in your authority, is saying, I'm the creator of this reality, and my reality is me, and I'm going to express love to all of it, needing nothing back, no advice, no comments, no compliments, nothing because how you see me is based in a flawed mental construct that I have no control over, based in belief systems that you're still believing to be true because you won't question them. So nothing you think about me is accurate. It's only what I think about me, only what I know I need, only where I know I'm going. And I don't need you to be different than you are at all. I accept you where you are. Yes, I love that answer. I'm going to listen to it over and over. <laughs> Excellent. Cement it in. Thank you. <laughs> we have time for one silly question. Who would like to ask the silliest question in the history of the universe? I have that question. Excellent. Terrence. Silliest question in the history of the universe. Um, is, I believe, okay, is there a Satan? Is there a devil that's cheering when we have limiting beliefs or that is trying to hope for us that we can blame him, you know, um, a being that, is, you know, when something goes wrong, we love to say, yep, the devil made me do it. 
is there a God who is responsible for all the good things in your life? And then would there be a devil who's responsible for all the bad things in your life? Knowing what you know about the non-physical and the physical, would a source being a God live in duality, right and wrong, good and bad, evil, better, worse, benevolent, or would source be neutral? And when you were to the non-physical, would you ever want anyone to do good or do bad or do right or do wrong or care if they did? Would you ever judge anyone for anything, no matter what it is, from your non-physical position in neutrality? You would understand that everyone is here to experience whatever they're here to experience, and they get to explore whatever they want to explore. And the exploration is the expansion. Some are expanding in fear, most, almost all, and some are expanding in love, a few of you. And all the expansion is happening creates what? It's all moving towards more love, all more love. Think about a heaven and a hell. What would a heaven be? A heaven would be a place where all good things happen and no bad things happen. All good experiences are and no bad experiences are. And a hell would be all bad experiences, all bad things, all pain, all suffering, all that. And if you looked at it from the fact that heaven and hell are competing for the realm of earth, then you could say, well, okay, where, what's, where would be the hell be on earth? Would it be the people living in fear, the people living in intense fear? They're perceiving threats and danger and malevolence everywhere they look. They're having manifestation events. They are not seeing who they truly are. They're seeing the limited version of them. They're in the illusion. Then the heaven part of it would be those living in love, those living in neutrality, those living in acceptance and alignment, those living in good feelings of joy and optimism and, and seeing the perfection of the system of themselves, of other people. If you opted out of the fear by processing your limiting beliefs and seeing yourself from a higher perspective and doing the work that you've been doing, once you opt out of that fear and get above that horizon line, you can understand, okay, that's how people could think this is hell because they're suffering because what they want, they cannot have. And they think that if they got what they wanted, they would feel good. Since they feel bad, they desperately want this, that, or the other thing to make them feel better. People living in love realize, oh no, it's my perception of reality with my mental construct and my set of limiting and empowering beliefs. And if I can alter those limiting beliefs to make them more powering by going through experiences that are coming from inspired ideas that lead to information, then I then opt out of the fear and I feel good. And wouldn't that be heaven? It's all in the perception of the individual. There is nothing good, bad, heaven, hell, right, wrong, better, worse. It's neutral. That's the non-physical. If you can't see bad, bad does not exist. It's not possible. If you can't judge because you're neutral, then nothing's good or bad. It doesn't exist. So heaven doesn't exist and hell doesn't exist. Neutrality exists. Now wrap your heads around that. If you live in a state of neutrality, what are the feelings 
that come along with that. Well, let's imagine that you have the feeling of grief in neutrality. Could that feeling feel bad or could you even label it as grief? Because grief is attached to loss. And if you can't perceive loss in a neutral state, because you have all the information, and loss you know is an illusion, then could you feel grief? It would be impossible. What's left? Joy, love, connection, oneness, every wonderful feeling. And so when you hear people return to the to the non-physical and near-death experiences, what are they feeling? Great connection, great love, great joy. Everything is more brilliant. Everything is more wonderful. Everything is fantastic. That's what's left when you opt out of the fear. And when how you opt out of the fear is gaining the missing information by going through experiences based in love. Not based in fear, based in love. This is where you're all headed now. You're all ascending to this point of view where you're not judging. And without judgment, you can't feel negative emotion because negative emotion comes from a misperception of reality. And that's it. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Gary. Have a wonderful week. Okay, so the new definition of abundance is having everything you need when you need it to go on your journey of self-discovery. If you notice, when you're on that journey of self-discovery, you will always have everything you need. You will never have anything you don't need because that would be a distraction. If you're off, you know, exploring fear, exploring the inauthentic version of yourself, well, you're going to get a lot of manifestation events. That's also what you need to get back on your inspired path on your journey of self-discovery. So the universe is, this whole thing is inherent. Abundance is inherent in this. Uniqueness is inherent. And freedom, too. Freedom is a new definition of freedom. Freedom, you think, is being able to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. Freedom really is being able to make any choice that furthers your journey of self-discovery when you need to make that choice. All the options will always be available to you. If the option isn't available to you, then that's not beneficial for your journey of self-discovery. There are no limitations except those you impose upon yourself. So if you redefine abundance and freedom, you'll understand how to operate within the system of physical reality. Okay, we have this mastermind group that's gonna be very small. We're going to go for 15 weeks. We're going to start it in probably two weeks. Uh, it's going to be for people that own their own business or are in professional careers. If you think that uh, you know your career could be enhanced by combining Joshua's teachings and discovering what makes you unique and working with Jerry and I and the other people in the group, we meet once a week. There'll be courses to go through. It's going to be intense, and it's not going to be expensive at all. In fact, we're giving a massive discount because this is the first one. We want to see how it works. And also, it's 100% guaranteed. So why not? Why not push past the fear and see if you can get in? Because this is going to be, you know, maybe never happen again or probably never happen again with me. Jerry will probably continue it or other people in the mastermind group will continue. But I'm going to be in this one. And so we'll get together and and uh, see what works and see how we can really jumpstart or not even jumpstart, but to take our careers to another level. I know that's going to happen for me this year. It's going to happen for those of you who are able to combine these teachings. So send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. 
Uh, I'll send you some information, and you'll see if it's right for you or not. Okay, thanks again for being here. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Bye.